Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. November 17th, 2020. Baklava. Homemade bread. Hiking. Buda. Fest. And Budapest. Boxing. Network errors. And lying. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day, ma'am. Thank you. I love being called ma'am. You are. You are my number one ma'am. You're my only ma'am. Makes me feel so youthful and young. You are youthful and young. You were just accused the other day in public of carting your grandchildren around. Not grandchildren. Your siblings? <laughs> yes. Okay, well that's even worse, better? I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> severe... It's a severe statement. Yeah, I'm sorry, siblings. I took it the wrong direction. I see where I see where this train left its tracks now. I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. I can't okay. breathe. Okay, fine. I'm an idiot. <laughs> What's going to be a good story? Yeah, it was going to be. Now it won't. It is true that the receptionist at the dentist office wondered if the girls were my daughters or my sisters. Yes, but she was leaning towards sisters. Yes, she did. She thought I was the older sister, mm-hmm. and that it was so nice that I was bringing my younger sisters to their dental appointment. Did you turn around? Did you flip the script on her and ask her if she was pregnant when you, <laughs> she wasn't? Because that's always a good. That's yeah. Good. Yes. Woo! I'm sure that there actually, when I'm out with Nico, there probably are people in Oklahoma who might think that. He's my grandson, just because yeah. you know, families get started a little younger here, and <laughs> right, like pre twenty, <laughs> definitely we somewhere in that seventeen to nineteen range. We know people that have we do grandparents that we graduated high school with. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. My twenty-year reunion that I did not go to. At least one of my classmates had a kid in college. So yeah. So there we go. It happens. It happens. And that's not a condemnation. No, it's just life. That's fine. But I am officially not a grandmother yet. So 
Thank goodness. Clear that up. Okay. All right. It is November 17th. Indeed. And today, good people, you have a choice. We like choice. We love choice. choice. Good. Yeah. You have a choice. You get to pick what you want to celebrate or pick none of them if you want, but we are celebrating three glorious days today. One, National Baklava Day. This is my choice. I'm going to go on the record. You're going to limit yourself to one? I do not care. I love a baklava. Okay. And I need a way to celebrate that. I can't disagree with that. Okay. There's something about the flakiness and the I can taste honey it right and the, the, into the flaky layers. parts oh. and the brown sugar and all the things. No, your mom says baklava. Okay. Which do you think is correct? Well, by default, I'll go with baklava. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, sore spot in the family. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I have heard it pronounced baklava, mm -hmm. and I heard it pronounced that way from a cousin of mine who is a chef. Oh, right. Who brought it to a delightful family reunion dinner where all yes. of our redneck relatives looked at it. Like it was stale bread. I would have eaten every bite. It was delicious. It was delicious. He's quite the chef. Well, I actually it. teaches it as well. That's right. He is like a actual like pastry chef or just a regular chef. A uh, regular regular chef. But he can make the baklava. Yes. So I learned it as baklava. So I'm going to say baklava. Perfect. Well, that's number one. Okay. Number two. Today is National Homemade Bread Day. Not a bad day to celebrate. Yes. Now, if we wanted to just focus on these two for a minute, which whether actually we want to or not, I'm going to. Okay. Then you could absolutely go and buy. I don't... If you can make baklava, if you can make a good baklava, do it and send me some, please. I will... I won't. He won't even get any. I will intercept it at the door. No, no. Devour now the it. Dog is snoring like a train. Kyle it's... told me he doesn't edit out those claps. I don't, and I'm real sorry for you no. who are listening you on the are podcast. All, staff. You've joined us in our lives. It'd be a lie to edit that out. Oh my gosh. Okay. And she still hasn't stopped. No, she's it's real ridiculous. tired. Ridiculous. Oh Can you gosh. hear this? Yes. Oh my gosh. Say something interesting while I go rattle the cage a little. Well, okay. First of all, National Homemade Bread Day should also be conjoined with National Homemade Butter Day. Oh, Homemade Butter can, Day. Listen, remember when you're like in kindergarten? And yeah. You make butter in a jar, like you shake it up and it yes. turns into butter? Unfortunately, our teacher thought it would be interesting to let us put food coloring in it. So we had... Oh weird blue butter and one of the blue kids butter. struggled with his hand-eye coordination i think he hit himself in the head as many times as he shook the thing i'm sure the teacher was ultimately arrested yeah yeah it sounds traumatic it was it was not a good experience or experience as i was about to say in my kindergarten lingo Okay, baklava day, homemade bread day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now and, send uh, us some. We'll eat it all. I feel like there's. We don't care about <clears throat> COVID. Yeah, just, no. Just send it to us. We'll eat it. I'll eat your bread. <laughs> send it. Um, I think there's there's a extension of grace to celebrate homemade bread day. Yeah. So you're not in the mood to bake a homemade loaf of bread. Me neither. So I think if you go somewhere and buy freshly baked bread. It counts. Honestly, any bread. I think these are lonely holidays, and yeah. they're like, come on in. You well, you do what you do. Come that's, on in. That's so right. So just, yes. yeah, have have a little bread, have a little baklava. Um, we had a, 
a pumpernickel rye over the weekend that was delicious. We did. Baked. We didn't bake we it. We did. It was from a bakery. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was very good. We toasted it as we do, and mm -hmm. we put cheeses and things on it. It was mm -hmm. good. Um, now, the third day is National Take a Hike Day. Take a hike, But bro. It's, it's not that aggro of a oh, holiday. Okay. It's not telling you to get the hell out of the room. Okay. Or the building or just public venue in general, wherever <laughs> it is that you may be being ejected from. No, no. This is encouraging you to hike. I've always wanted to hike. Have you really? You know why? I don't. I love a good walk. Yeah. It feels like I should be into hiking. Okay, well, hold judgment. Let's dig further. I'm judging myself so hard hold right now. Hold judgment. Let's dig a little further because yeah. there's a sordid underbelly to the hiking community, oh, yeah. and we're going to reveal it all now. From backstage, we're going to bring in... <laughs> no. Um, when it comes to taking a hike, if you live in the United States... Wait, it's a hiking truther. A hiking truther. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the trails truther. Yes. It's the flat hiking communities. <laughs> flat hiking. Yes. That's also known as walking. <laughs> yeah, right. well, yeah, we'll get to that too. Um, if you live in the U.S., yeah. there are 193,000 miles of trails on federal property, mm -hmm. another 42,000 miles of trails on state-owned lands. So literally, they're everywhere. That's a lot of miles. Not to mention the fact if you have any kind of a, a rural existence, your property is probably hikeable. Mm. You don't, and you probably, if you're really rural and you have livestock and all that, technically you hike every day just as you go, <laughs> yeah. to, go about your daily business, fix a, business. fix a fence and mm. all that. Mm -hmm. um, now, while the American Hiking Society, who's deeply intertwined with this faux holiday, um, how dare I say that? How dare you say that? Um, while they would encourage you to hike, they're very quick to warn you that hiking isn't something to be taken lightly. See, this is why I've never hiked. Right? Because it's intimidating. Right. So they're all like, you need to be properly prepared. You need to wear proper clothing for the season. Well, guess what? That's not unique to hiking. That's called living as an adult. <laughs> And if you're a parent, then you got to do it for your dumb kids, too. Because yeah. they'll wear stupid things out of the house. Yeah, they will every so, time. So, properly prepared for clothing for the season. Have a pair of hiking shoes. That's what stopped me. I don't know that I've ever seen a pair of shoes that was just, like, hiking only, sir. Oh, I have. You have? They're, like, boots. They're not just shoes. They're hiking boots. Yeah, which but feels like not... a really bootleg version, no pun intended, of it's a work boot that somebody commandeered for hiking purposes. I think that's what it is, but it's kept me out of the hiking game because I don't know how all that works. Okay. Well, then the last suggestion, or rather demand, is that you bring with you food and water. Now, if you want to live by all that, then by all means do, and maybe bring some baklava or homemade bread for the food portion of that. Yeah. Um... Maybe I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying things, Meg. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've overlooked the the true art of the activity, the art of the hike. But isn't hiking just kind of a mildly aggressive form of walking? Yeah, I think you're right. And again, this is why it seemed like something I should be into or could be into. But then there's all the gear and yeah. all of the trails, and yeah. also you got to bring food and water because what if you get lost? Because, sir. 
I will get sir, lost. Sir, you are an idiot. <laughs> sir, the sun always sets in the west for crying out loud. If someone's going to get lost on a hiking trail, it's me. Well, and the whole beauty is if you're on the trail, you're not lost. But well, anyway. But now, then, okay, go ahead. Some some people, this, this it struck a note with me, this bit of self-importance from the mm -hmm. whatever they are, the... American hiking, hiking American society. hiking society. Yes. The ass. Exactly. And I and I said to myself, um, this is ridiculous. They went on to demand even that hiking is a sport. Okay. Now, in making this claim, because as soon as anybody's going to make a bold claim, I'm going to go look into things a little bit. Of course. Bit. Of course. If you, if you want to make this claim. Yeah. You have to adopt the definition of sport as, quote, any activity that gives enjoyment or recreation. Okay, that works. Now, if that's your definition of sport, then eating potato chips and smoking crack cocaine could also be very validly considered to be sports. Some people do it competitively. They I bet smoke crack cocaine competitively? <laughs> I don't know about the crack cocaine, but I bet somebody has well, entered a competitive potato yes. chip eating contest somewhere. And that's where we're going. Okay. Eventually. All right. Other sources would insist that be to be considered a sport, there must be rules, regulations, a governing body, and competitive events. Okay. What about a uniform? From, uh, well, maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. From what I can tell, none of this exists with any sense of consistency or coherency within the world of hiking. Oh, there are things that call themselves events, but it's never it's never quite that simple. There's no real governing body. It's like just a municipal walkathon that got called a hike or something. It happened to be on uneven terrain, and a few people showed up in unique aggressive shoes and so, uniforms and uniform. No, not uniforms. <laughs> so, under this definition, believe it or not, eating potato chips is a sport. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, there is an International Federation of Competitive Eating. Yes, so there's your it. governing body. Okay. They host around 50, quote, major league eating, end quote, events. I hate it, but it year. exists. It exists. Right. And so they also have the competition, and there's yep. certainly rules, all that. Yeah. There's also another group known as All Pro Eating. Mm. That fits this mold as well. Yeah. And there are certainly rules, regulations. Some of the competitions are even televised on, guess what? ESPN, the sports channel. The sports network. So, the real point here. Let me unwind my fury with pretentiousness. I literally forgot what we were talking yeah. about. Like, how did we get here? The real point here yes. is, is that if you want to celebrate taking a hike... Don't get your undergarments all bunched up over concern with preparedness. And, and hey, at most, be smart about picking where you're going to hike. Don't climb out into the Colorado Rockies and wearing a thong and flip-flops and think that all's going to go well, right? Use the common sense that you have. Just like you dress appropriately, appropriately for the day. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Okay. Um, and, and again... It's an instance where this is a, it's a lesser holiday. They're, they're desperate for people to come celebrate. So if you, if you want to join in for any reason whatsoever, hey, take a walk around your neighborhood. Call it an urban hike. Okay. Wear whatever shoes you want and call them the tactical urban hiking shoes. It's fine. 
it's fine. And then because it's a shorter hike, if you're not dressed appropriately for the weather, you're going to survive. It's going to be That's okay. That's true. You can walk back to your house. That's right. That's right. Uh, then eat some baklava. Eat some baklava because <laughs> why wouldn't you? So that. Um, also, once you've listened to a podcast like, for example, Park Predators, other true crime podcasts, now I have no desire to hike in the woods Ooh. nor camp or anything because it this doesn't happen beautiful. a lot, but sometimes people get murdered. Sometimes they get murdered, they get beat up, robbed, raped. It's all kinds of bad All stuff. the things. Here's a question. Here's a question. Um, and I'll frame this a little bit. I had, to date, not that I've taken any additional college courses since college, <laughs> but to date, my favorite college class that I had in my my Jeopardy degree, uh-huh, a little master's. bit of everything master's degree, yeah, and, and it supersedes any class I had in my undergrad, uh-huh. it was a criminal justice course. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And it looked at the cycle of news media finds a sensational story and they print it up and there gets to be a freak out over whatever event. People love a freak out. Right? Feel good. Politicians come along. They construct legislation. Needless legislation. Needless legislation around an event. Not taking into consideration the side effects that might come about from it. We get a weird law. We get a lot of people punished through that law that was never intended yeah. and just a real mess. And it's a, it's a cyclical thing. It's a constant thing for decades now. So here you're mentioning a podcast that revealed to you the dangers of walking in the park, right? Yes. Well, specifically hiking and camping. Specifically hiking. So aggressive walking in the park yeah. and or falling asleep while you did so. Mm-hmm. Now, as compared to walking along the side of the road, there are likely, I can't swear to this, I didn't look it up because you just mentioned this phenomenon to me, but I would suppose, surely, there are more there are more maimings and fatalities for those who would walk alongside the road in the safe open road than get kidnapped, murdered, raped, killed in the park. Yeah. Yet, you'll now avoid the park and take on the greater risk of the road. It's true. It's a bizarre world we live in. My life bears that out. I, I love a walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go hiking, though, because now I'm afraid of the predators. Predators. And at least once every 24-hour period in our residential neighborhood of a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit, some ass bag roars up the street about to blow the exhaust out of their vehicle, yeah. topping out at who knows what speed. That's true. That's so, true. where indeed is the real danger? Where indeed? That was a whole long walk. Yes, it was. And or hike, if you will. <laughs> a whole hike on Take a Hike. Today. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All this right. is how we normally Wait, you, you skipped. Oh, I skipped yes. one. You want that or you want me to I'll take it? I'll do it. Okay. If you happen to be celebrating a birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. Indeed. Secondly, you share it with, you probably already know this, Isaac Hansen, mm-hmm. oldest brother and member of the pop rock band Hansen. Also, here's mentioning famous Oklahoman. Yeah, from Tulsa. We don't have Tulsa many. America. We don't have many, but no. if you're famous and you're from Oklahoma, for somehow, some way, you are in the music making industry. <laughs> oh, used to be some baseball as well, maybe more than we realize currently. Mm, I feel skeptical. Um, I don't because I know I've driven through. I've driven off of the major 
highways, on the small highways, all throughout the state of Oklahoma. And every little town of 2,000 people or less or a few more that you cross through, if anyone ever of any accomplishment was born there, it's on the entry sign into the town. That's true. And there are baseball players throughout who's, the region in which I grew up. I can't remember no, who they wait, were. Don't put who, me on the spot. Just listen. Who's Mickey Mantle? Who's Mickey Mantle? He's a famous baseball player. Is he from Oklahoma? I feel like he is, but I can't remember because A, I don't care, and B, I don't like baseball. So you both, you double don't care about baseball. Yeah. All right. Can I do the next one to you? Yes, you may. All right. This one is amusing to me. It's fantastic. In 1873, the rival cities of Buddha and Pest, rival cities, you guys. Yes, they hate each other. They're the rivals. They unite. They come together to form the capital of Hungary, which we, of course, know as Budapest. Or Budapest, if they prefer the spacing. Like life style. Completely not made up. This is true. That is true. You didn't make it up. You found it in the actual notes. I am curious, as you are, how did Buddha get the nod to go in the lead spot? It could have right. very well been Pest Buddha. Which I prefer, and I am going to choose to refer to it as from now on. You know what? Oh, you mean, be you mean Pest Buddha? Yes, I know what you're talking about. When you first shared this information with me, mm -hmm. I thought, of course, of Buda, Texas. Yes. South of Spelled Austin. Spelled B-U-D-A, but pronounced Buda. Yes. Mm -hmm. South of Austin, north mm -hmm. of... Yeah, it is. South of Austin, yes, north yes, of Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking north of Austin when you said... Oh, and I said south of Austin. South of Austin. I was, I was waiting to hear you say north of San Marcos. Yes, north of San But then I heard Austin, and I rejected that. Yes, so it makes me wonder, you know, that central Texas region has a ton of oh, like yeah. German immigrants. It makes me wonder if there's also maybe some Hungarians who came over, settled in. There's a strong chance that's exactly the case because that region of Texas mm -hmm. is still very clustered. Mm -hmm. Even though outs quote unquote outsiders live there, these were communities that were formed from people that originated from common places. Yes, so exactly. It would not surprise me in the slightest. Now, how do you explain in that same stretch of area, Kyle, Texas? That's right, Kyle. I don't know. I don't know if there, there were a bunch of Kyles in an era where that was not a popular name who settled there. I don't know. Wait, isn't the football stadium in College Station for a and isn't it called Kyle Field? I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. You're going to do a little talking, and I'm going to do a little googing. Okay. Well, I will lead us in to the next eternal story, but you need to be present for this one. This story so. is a real whopper. I'm going to wait. I'm no. going to go back to well, being angry at Can the, I do this one thing? Kyle the, Field. The, as the American Hiking Society over their specialness. Pardon me. Things. Kyle Field is the okay. home of the 12th man. It is the football stadium. I've played a game there or I coached a game there. I didn't Texas, play in the game. There. Yeah. It's for Texas. That's, an, that's an important delineation. Delineation. Well, yes. And it makes me feel like somewhere in the annals of Texas history, there's an important Kyle and he's connected to Texas A&M. I mean, maybe it's the last name, right? Maybe, maybe, just maybe. It was a soothsayer that told of the coming Kyle Teats that would be instrumental in helping two different football programs in the great state of Texas to accomplish great things. 
I know for a fact right now that this is true. That awesome Angela, if she's listening, she's yelling. She's an Aggie. Okay. She's I'm an sorry. Aggie or her husband is yelling, yelling at her phone in yeah. anger and rage that we do not know why Kyle Field is called Kyle Field. Well, okay. But she'll correct us. Let Don't me worry. for the for the initial agitation that we didn't identify immediately and verify that it was Kyle Field. Yeah. Let me offer that I have played in so many Played, coached in so many different stadiums That's across right. the U.S. It all runs together. The the specialness of the name of a field loses its impact unless it is one of the more prolific stadiums, like being the last collegiate game played or something in a place. Yeah. Um, Legion Field, different things that are just really epic within that world and community, not necessarily the rest of the world. So, yeah, yeah my apologies. No offense meant to anyone other than as the American Hiking Society who can just stop feeling so special. We'll throw in an obligatory Giga Maggie's to make the Giga Maggie's. I'm not an Aggie fan, though. I will say Giga Maggie's. Okay? You can say it if you want, but that means that you hate the Horned Frogs. I don't hate the Horned Frogs. Then you can't say it. That's I where just, it originated. I love all of the Texas. No, I love everyone. I agree with everyone. Aren't I political? You're Are you running for funny. office? Nope. My goodness. <laughs> All right, here we go. 1884. Cops arrest boxer John L. Sullivan in the second round of a fight for being, quote, cruel. That's significant. You're a boxer. You get arrested, arrested. in the middle second of a fight. Second round. The second round. Yes. For being cruel. For being cruel. Thank Evidently, God. he was delivering quite... The embarrassing beating. He was delivering what we like to call a beatdown. Yes. Now, I'm heartbroken because I'm pretty good at searching Al Gore's internet. Yeah. And, man, I could not, in the time that I had available, I could not find more information on this specific event. Mm. So, apologies all around for that. Yeah. But... What was findable? So Sullivan was an epic boxing champ, boxing, boxing champion. <laughs> boxing is the new sport. Words in English. Yes. He he spanned the era from bare knuckle to gloved boxing and was a champion in both eras. Quite the dude. If you've ever seen the internet meme of the old handlebar mustache, oh, black yeah. and white boxing guy, it's probably Sullivan that you're looking at. That feels right. There were so many, so many memes of the time before they even knew what a meme was. Yeah. So many tropes, so many different things, mm -hmm. um, including some saying along the effect of shaking the hand of the man who shook the hand of John L. Sullivan. Oh, wow. As a, as a prestige statement of jest. Okay. So, he, hang on, I, I shuffled my notes too far. Mm -hmm. um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The story that's most readily findable, because it is, honestly, the most epic story about him, okay. is about his fight against Jake Kilrain. Okay. Who uh, and this was the last credited major for a championship bare knuckle boxing match. Now, just to be clear, we've mm-hmm. got Jake Kilrain and John Sullivan. You've so got, got the a, Fighting Irish, the Fighting Irish, and they're beating the tar out of each what other. What they do? I mean, seriously. So, at the time of the fight, it had been declared illegal to hold it, yeah. and I don't. It was probably just because of the bare knuckle aspect. Yeah. We're we're a country, again, we're talking about 1880s, 1890s range. It's, you know, we're refining ourselves. We're trying to become a little more civilized. Yeah. Trying. It's going to be a long road ahead, but we're trying. So it had been declared illegal, despite the fact that when the fight actually went down, it was attended by... The local sheriff, it occurred in Mississippi, and it was attended by the local sheriff there. The referee was a man who later became the mayor of New Orleans. So story checks out. Yeah. And I cannot remember which political figure it was from New Orleans who had hopped on a train that, not like a hobo would, but like got on <laughs> at the station in appropriate fashion, yes. like a civilized as human. A, as a ticketed passenger. He had gotten onto the train, I think it was in Louisiana, and that he was a Louisiana official, and he was riding it to make sure that they got out of the state and that the fight didn't occur there. But then oh. what's lesser realized is that he didn't get off the train. Okay. He stayed on and, and is... Highly suspected to have gone on to view the fight himself of course. in of someone course. else's state, some yes. other lawbreaker's state. Uh-huh. Now, this story is truly spectacular. Let's hear it. I will share some details. Okay. The fight lasted. So the fight was under the rules of. I think it was. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess up nomenclature and things. It was. Uh, I think it was British bare knuckle. Fighting rules, which if they exist anymore at all, if there's anything like that that still goes on, it was a very different set of rules. Mm. And so in that system of rules, a round could last anywhere from a few seconds to 30 minutes, 45 minutes for a single round. For just the round, okay. It was it was not as we would imagine just standing up pugilists taking swipes at each other. It was... It was Borderline, one of the early versions of MMA, it was wrestling that allowed punching in the face. Okay, okay. No kicking that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but no vicious, no, no crotch shots. That was, you know, nothing below the belt. Mm-hmm. It was one of the few rules. Okay. The And it was vicious enough that Sullivan, as he showed up for this fight, was he'd shaved his head and he had shaved his epic mustache. So that his hair couldn't be pulled, and what was very readily recognized was that when you had a mustache, while grappling with someone, they may, with their teeth, reach over, grab your facial hair, and pull it. Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, I'll, my man, that's gonna hurt! As a mustached man, I can validate this. Don't pull the mustache hairs. It hurts. 
Yes. Very painful. Yeah, as somebody who has to pluck her mustache, you know what I mean? Uh -huh, I can tell uh -huh, you that uh -huh. stuff is for real. Just think if I was plucking it for you with my teeth while we wrestled. I hate it. In a marital fashion or otherwise. Nope, we're not doing you that. You don't want that? <laughs> nope. Okay. Hang on, let me get up my bucket list and mark that one. Not going to happen. <laughs> you always take this show to a dirty uh, place. Yes, it's me for sure. So the, the fight was promoted, sponsored, put on whatever by a couple of bookies who owned land, uh -huh. owned land in Mississippi. In Mississippi. And so this is, this is an open air venue. Mm -hmm. It's a hot day. The sun's shining, all of that. Both men ended up just within the first few rounds, which was over an hour long to complete. Yeah. Severely sunburned. Well, of course. Severely sunburned. That's going to happen. Now, in the 44th, and that's right, I no, said 44th that's, that's fiction. Round, that cannot be real. Sullivan squares up to Killane, dukes up, ready to punch, and just unexpectedly begins violently vomiting. No! Right? Oh, right gosh. right between the old fists. Projectile I vomiting out of nowhere. What that. I if hate you've, it. If you've ever vomited unpreparedly <laughs> and out of surprise... <laughs> That is where projectile comes from. Maybe you have it. Maybe you've seen a kid do it. I've definitely seen a kid do yeah. it, yes. And experience the aftermath. He collapses then to all fours, continues to heave and vomit, at which point Kilhane offers, would, would you like to end the fight? And he kind of growls back ugly at him and then stands up and continues to fight. Of course, because you're Irish. And tromping, you're tromping through the vomit. Well, this was figured out later that the vomiting had been inspired because his cornerman, as a pick-me-up, had been feeding him a mixture of whiskey and tea. Now listen, I can't judge him there. I enjoy a whiskey well, and tea mixture. plainly it was the tea that made him vomit and not the whiskey. <laughs> so then uh, several rounds later, Kilrain's handlers, the, the, the referee had stepped in in between rounds, and they only had a 30-second break between rounds. Oh, jeez, that's post, barbaric. Right? He steps over and says, look, your, your dude's going to die out there. You ought to think about calling the fight. And yeah. so in an effort to revive him, they, straight from the bottle, they pour whiskey down his throat. Oh, He's my. rejuvenated somehow from a depressant. I don't know. Well, again, Irish. Yeah. And I say that as, as an, an Irish. Irish I'm with you. Okay. I guarantee you give me a drink right now, I'll punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I, you don't even have and to have or it. throw up on them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest; you don't require the drink to. Uh, no, I can get yeah, a little. Yeah. I get a little spun up. Uh, I try to control that. Um, so we get to the seventy-fifth round, mm -hmm. and it isn't even though a round can be anywhere from short to long. Man, this is—it's an all-day affair. Yeah, seventy-fifth round. They're they're. Sunburned, puke-covered uh -uh. blood and bruises and knots and all kinds of badness. Finally, finally then, Kilrain's men throw in the towel, or as it were, the sponge mm. is what they used back then. Okay. Now, unbeknownst to them, literally before the fight was over, warrants are issued for the arrests of these two fighters. Wow. Now, leading up to this, several of the grandstanding... Political figures in who nobody knew what state for sure it was going to be in, or very few knew. Yeah. Many of them had grandstanded and even offered up to $1,000 just for a sighting of either fighter in the oh, state. Wow. That's a lot of money back in the 1880s, Heck right? Heck yeah, it is. 
So the the arrest warrant is issued. There's even, you know, there's rewards. There's all kinds of stuff. And the police begin to give chase up to the point. So, you know, again, remember the era. Um, one of them, probably both of them, ultimately used a train somewhere along the way to escape. One of the trains that one of the fighters was on got stopped. He had to crawl out a side window and hide in the woods mm. until the cops were gone. After you've gotten the whole mess beaten out of you after, for 75 right, rounds. This is a tougher version of human being than uh, exists that's today. That's for sure, yes. So the chase was real and long distance. It was ultimately in Nashville, Tennessee, that Sullivan was arrested, and then in Baltimore, Maryland, all the way over to the East Coast, where Kilrain was finally apprehended. Dang, that's a that's a story. It is. This is record, but. absolutely an amazing story. I have not given it justice. I've not covered all the details that there are. You should read it. There are multiple places you'll find just through a Google search. Good accounts of this. I really enjoyed it. It was a 1989 article in the LA Times by Earl Gustke. Um, it's a very long title. The first portion of it is Tooth and Nail. Man. So search that out. Give it a read. Enjoy it with us. What a great story it is. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. Do you want me to take this one? I'll take it because you've been talking a lot. Give me a chance to rest. Rest your back. And I, I, need to, I need to get pretty snarky on the next one, so I'll let you have this one. Okay. This one is about sports ball, but I even I can understand what's happening here. Mm -hmm. 1968. 1968. NBC, the television station, cut away from the final minutes of a football game between the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders. They were committed to their scheduled programming of... Heidi. 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 I've seen documentaries because I've seen a lot of documentaries about football. Yeah. I've seen documentaries about this and people people giving their recount of here I was watching the game yeah. and all of a sudden here's Heidi. And in the documentary they they like underlay the intro music and the screen visuals yeah. at the beginning of the movie Heidi. And people still are salty about it, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Well, here's why. In the not shown final minutes of that game, while everyone else was being treated to the Swedish delight <laughs> of Heidi, Indeed. Oakland came from behind to beat the Jets. 43-32. Fans all over were outraged at NBC's blunder. And they were so mad that more than one death threat got mailed in. Yes, mailed in, because that's how you did it then. Well, it was better than telegraphing it in. And yes. That was what it's called. When it, when it had occurred, and this is from one of the many documentaries yeah. that I've seen that included this. When it occurred, NBC leadership was trying desperately to call in and say, oh. put the game back on. Yeah. But so were so many thousands of rabid, angry, ferocious fans that it that blew the whole telephone circuit. <laughs> and there was no remedy to be found. Oh, man. The 60s were a time, you guys. Indeed. Couldn't Indeed. even finish your freaking football game. And barely out of the 60s. Yeah. Into 1970. Yeah, here we go. The Soviet Union's moon rover became the first roving, remote-controlled robot to land on the moon. Hmm. Some people would contend that this would have been far more impressive if Neil Armstrong, neither remote-controlled nor a robot, hadn't himself just walked on the moon a little over a year before. It's a little anticlimactic. A little, little bit less of a celebration. Sure. 
Um, others would go on to say, hey, this indeed would have been impressive if it weren't for the fact that flat earth logic makes it all impossible. Yeah, yes, friends, it's time for our weekly mention of flat earth theory. <laughs> it's a good conspiracy theory. You can spend some time. They've, they've done a good job in its formation. Yes. Well, in 1973, President Richard Nixon, in a televised appearance to the American people, tells the nation, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. Yep. That was a terrible impersonation. It was pretty close, though. You think so? I liked the hand. But that handshaking's pivotal. Yes. He was, of course, referring to allegations of his involvement in the Watergate scandal. Now, of course, hindsight being 2020, history being what it is, we know that he was both actually a crook and a liar. That's right. He could have been just one of the two, but he went uh, he went full Monty with it. Full Monty, yes. <laughs> well, 2000. What a year. Um, Kmart. Do you remember Kmart? I remember a Kmart. My family were never big. We were the Kmart type. Really? We were, I don't know what happened early on. My parents, uh, were drawn to the beacon lights of Walmart. Walmart or TGNY? Well, TGNY for sure. I feel like TGNY went by the wayside when Walmart came into play, but I've only been in a Kmart probably less than five times in my whole life. I, I have two strong memory, memories. That's You're good. Doing good with I've words got today. that good kindergarten grammar happening yeah, today. Yep. <laughs> so a couple couple of my memberings. Um, one, when I was very young, I, I couldn't have been older than fourth grade. Um, the town I lived in at the time, they had an annual event that they called the plate drop, which sounds very different than probably what actually happened, what actually happened was somehow they got this radio station sponsored thing, but brought in a lot of local, not eh, local businesses, not that they were run locally, that they existed locally. Sure, sure, sure. Kmart being one of them. Yeah. And so these radio personalities would get access to the roof of like a strip mall or something. And there would be paper. They had just loads of paper plates written on each one was some type of coupon, basically. Oh, okay. Some type of discount or even free items here and there. Okay. I thought you were going to say cash, like they take cash and to it. There but... may have even been that. It was okay. a true free-for-all. Yeah. The the masses were huddled along the storefronts and the yahoos threw plates with violence mm. off this of is, the roof. This is dehumanizing People for everyone scrambling. Involved. It was far more visceral than when at a sports ball event they throw t-shirts into the into the bleachers. Yeah. It was rough. But I remember, and again, I, I feel so, so neglected as a child now as I look back because here I was in third or fourth grade and I was there with my friend Justin and neither of our parents were anywhere to be found. <laughs> of course we, not. It was the 80s. Yeah, we'd ridden there on our bicycles for crying Hell out loud. yes, you did. Well, we'd, uh, we were there. Justin, my friend, got a Kmart plate. And we were right outside the Kmart. And it was for something free there that neither of us wanted. But, hey, it was free. It's free. And we'd gone in, and Justin, had had he been a child of the 90s or 2000s, he probably would have received all the diagnoses that he deserved. Mm -hmm. He had a lot lot of things going on. A lot of things. We get into the Kmart, and he hops on a bicycle. Uh-oh. From the store, pulls it out of the rack, starts riding it, rams it into a another aisle. Things go flying, and he's laughing hysterically and maniacally the entire time. And 
literally store security grabbed both of us and threw us out. So we never got to redeem the plate. You got kicked out of all the got Kmarts. Got kicked out of the Kmarts. All of them. Oh my goodness. I'm glad it was a plate drop and not a pant drop. Um, there like... probably was some of that going on too. It was the 80s. I feel like a pant drop is not There were some bell bottoms around ankles. Off my word. <laughs> Anything I say, you have to make it worse. <laughs> You married me that's this true. way. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, back to Kmart then, guys, yeah, in 2000. So Kmart Corporation in 2000 announced its intention to purchase Sears. Now, Sears Roebuck and Company, which, of course, ancient feeling oh, yeah. company, the old Sears catalog, buy oh, your yeah. wooden dentures through there, all that good stuff. Uh -huh. um, in, in my era of childhood, Sears was renowned because they were the source and place to go get craftsman tools. Oh, right. Which were excellent tools. Yes. I actually still have, I don't even know if any of that, if craftsman is still a thing, but I have a craftsman tool set that yes. is stellar. I've had it for 30 years. Very good. Very good. Yes. So that. So they announced anyway that they would be buying Sears and Roebuck, the name of the company being changed ultimately then to the Sears Holding Corporation. I feel like both are. Yeah. They turned the lights yeah. out on both. So of them. it happened in 2000. Everything was official and completed in 2005. And then in 2018, on the heels of some uh, over 50% reduction in revenues, they did ultimately go through bankruptcy proceedings. There was some weird, it was a, a private hedge fund mm. that purchased a small portion of what was left. And from what I can tell, because that's kind of my world of interest, sure. that that purchase didn't end up being a really good investment for this company who'd previously done very well. Who could so, have ever possibly guessed that? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's a good philosophy in the old investment world and maybe life in general. Don't try to catch a falling knife. Mm, that is good. That's good advice. It is good advice. I like it. All right. You want to do this trending? I will do I'll this do the one. Other one. Yes, trending today or within the last forty-eight hours, anyway. A second. We, we mentioned the first one a few days ago. A second highly effective coronavirus vaccine is being examined. Okay. Reporting, I think it's ninety. It's either ninety-four point five percent or ninety-five point four. Okay. So we're talking about a point nine discrepancy. I don't know. I just belched like an ape. I Every apologize. Wondering. Um, but yeah, that's that's really encouraging. And the excitement of this news is what is being credited with a spike in both the Dow and the S&P 500, having them both close at record highs. Well, hot damn. Indeed. We'll see what happens. That's that. beneficial for some of my people. Also uh, happening this week, Jack Black. Mm -hmm. Jack Black, the actor, Come entertainer, Jack. singer, just all around comedian type person. Go on the TikTok if you dare, because Jack Black is scandalizing all of TikTok and America and the world at large. Everybody with eyes that have not yet been burned out of their sockets, it's there for that to happen. He's doing the WAP dance. I'm yeah, Cardi B and whatever earlier this summer okay. had it, it stands for something that I don't feel comfortable saying. Oh my. Well, we'll have to talk about that off yeah, camera, but yeah. Jack Black is he will scandalize he, you. We pulled it up on yeah. the TikTok. Wearing a, a red speedo. Red speedo, he does the dance. And someone's spraying a hose on him. Yep. 
Yeah, he makes it sexy in his own Jack Black way. He makes it sexy. He and Will Ferrell both really have a knack for, it's their niche market. It is. Just do something hideous like Well, they have no shame about their bodies. None. They just absolutely, it's all out there. They will use that body physically for the comedic point to be driven home. It's it's a thing to behold. Yeah, something. Yes. Uh, we, We suffered it just so we'd know what we were talking about. I honestly don't have an appetite. <laughs> but check it out if you want to. Yeah. So okay. it's time. It's time. We're all. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Perfect. Did you executed it? that magnificently. Oh, thank you. I don't have any watches, though. I don't either. Everything that I've watched, I guess I should start including things that I would recommend that you don't watch. Because I've been... I'm I'm desperately close once again to having watched all of Netflix. Oh man, here we are again. This we has need happened a, already once in quarantine. I know. We need a new round of things to come out. Yeah. Everything that I tried to watch last night was was horrible. We we did look up if you listened to our The Queen's Gambit mm-hmm. episode, we mentioned the Scott Frank directed yes. series Godless, and we we're like, let's check it out. Yeah. Kind of looked it up and as it turns out that's yeah, part of Netflix I've already watched. <laughs> yeah. All the seasons, he all just the things. Forgot it. As soon as I I started the first episode, I watched like 30 seconds. I was like, no, I've seen this. And so I backed out and I looked and sure enough, every, yeah, I've seen it all. And it's great. It's worth a watch. So okay. I guess there's your watch. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good. Reading wise, what do you got for us? Well, I, I truly, deeply recommend that you go look up the LA Times story by Earl Gustke about John L. Sullivan. Okay, good. That, the entertainment, the fascination with... Just how different yeah. life was, the sport was, all of that. And to see all the details of what went down, I don't know. I'm oddly refreshed when I see unhidden corruption. Because corruption has always existed, will always exist, all of that. It's refreshing to see honest corruption, yeah. if you will. Just this is how it works. There you go. This is our nod and a wink as we let happen whatever happens. And it's, it's a great read. It's a great read. I'm sure there's others as well, but I really enjoyed that one and did, even though we are now however many years past 1989, I wanted to give Earl Gustke the full credit for a fantastic article. All right. Sounds good. Listening wise, speaking of all of this, I can't help but to think about the Charlie Robeson cover of the song Mm, John O'Reilly. That is a great song and you should listen to that. It's about an Irish fighter who who gets his money and takes off. Mm -hmm. It's a good Mm -hmm. one. It's a good one. But also if you're not in the mood for that on Spotify while you're over there, I found a playlist made by somebody else called Positive Mood Booster. Sounds just kind of like a generic name, but it's like 13 hours of fun, upbeat songs. I've been listening to it when I just need to do some tasks around the house. When you need to do 13 hours of work and no more. Exactly. (laughs) It's just long enough for your 13-hour work day. But it's nice. It's it's like there's nothing particularly like remarkable about it other than like if you need to clean your house or clean out your car or uh, do some kind of mindless work that you just need something to keep you going with that upbeatness, Positive Mood Booster on Spotify. It's a good one. Perfect. Perfect. I have a lifestyle. You have a lifestyle. I've not thought of one. Okay. Evidently, I live neither life nor style. I have been wearing one of my new scents from Solstice since I got it in the 
uh, sort of like body spray form. It's called Smoky Mountain Mallow. The first time I wore it, you thought maybe I had been hanging out around a campfire. Yes, yes, I recall this. It's a little sweeter than that, I think, on the skin, but the lingering effect is very smoky. So there's that scent of the day. I haven't done a scent of the day in a long it's time. It's true. It's true. But also, this is one of those, I want to talk about a product that I love so much. It's been a complete game changer for me. It is my holy grail, ride or die. I will never buy another product of this kind in this category. Wow. And it's one of those I've enjoyed for so long. I feel like I don't, I take for granted that it's changed my life. It's a mascara. I've talked about it on Sword of Awesome, but I, I just ordered a new one and I need to mention again, Thrive Cosmetics. Okay has a mascara called uh, their Lash Lengthening. What's it called? Lash Lengthening. You guys will never know. She just built it all up and look, you'll never find it. Look, if you just type into the Google machine, Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, it will bring it up. What's it called? Lash Lengthening something. Anyway, it's magic. You don't even need to worry about the title. It's magic. It is the only mascara in my whole entire life that I can wear all day without it smudging under my eyes and giving me the raccoon eyes. Gotcha, gotcha. Some people have eyes that are more prone to smudging mascara than others. I have more of a hooded eyelid. And when I smile, my upper lashes sometimes will smudge against right okay, down there. Okay, okay. And so I'm so prone to the raccoon eye from the mascara. This Thrive Cosmetics mascara is the only one it has that tubing technology so it's actually like makes little tubes liquid lash extensions oh. that's what it's called liquid lash extensions it makes little tubes on my actual eyelashes makes me look like i have eyelashes wash it off at the end of the night you're done and you don't have the raccoon eyes nice. i nice. love this stuff I should begin stockpiling it. I live in abject terror that one day yeah. Thrive Cosmetics will stop making well, it. Well, and there's a concern because it is made from baby seals. And <laughs> you've got the advocacy groups out there fighting to get them shut down. Indeed. So that's my lifestyle happiness. Also, oh, yes, we got a new piece of furniture. We did. It's a small piece, but an important piece. Yeah. I wanted... I found this on the Wayfair. It is... A cabinet specifically made. It's a shoe cabinet, but it just looks like a regular cabinet. Yeah, it's just the right size to kind of stand in place of a sofa table. Right. Which is how we are implementing it. And yes. when you have seven humans, right. then minimally you're talking about 14 to 21 yes. pair of shoes to try to keep track of. At any given time. And so we live in an old house. We do not have an entryway. Right. You walk in the front door and it's and right. And you're into walking the right out of the back door. <laughs> You walk right into the living room. We don't we don't have a coat closet. There's not a closet to be seen downstairs. That's right. There's no coat closet. There's no place to deposit shoes. All of our bedrooms are upstairs. So what inevitably and the closet space there is a premium. Yeah. So what happens inevitably is everyone kicks off their shoes and leaves them at the front door. So mm -hmm. we did have for a long time a bin that people threw those in, but it's literally just a big basket. It's literally full a basket. Of a, a real crap mess of shoes. That's a, all it was, a crap mess. So I found this on Wayfair. I mentioned in passing to Kyle that at some point I'd like to get that. And he was like, order it now. We're advancing. We are advancing. So we got the shoe cabinet. Kyle, thankfully your back is feeling good enough. Improved enough. Enough that I could put that together and then lay down and cry 
in the fetal position That's for a few hours only. What happened today, yes. But every time I look at it, my heart's so happy because yeah. now all of our shoes are in there. They're hidden away. It's organized. I paid AJ a little extra money to clean the whole cabinet up and organize it. And of get which in there. we'll discuss the pay schedule because I walked over and one whole side was still covered with packing dust. Oh, and my. Stuff, so. Okay. Her attention to detail was lackluster. Definitely. Anyway, it's on Wayfair. You can look for it. So I think it's just called a shoe cabinet. Yeah, it's good looking. It has a it has louvered doors on the front. Indeed. Um, it's not the stoutest thing in the world, but no. for the price that it is and all of that, it's, it is ideal. It's looking good. Yeah. Looking good. Okay, that's all I got for you. All right. Well, I have nothing, so all right. have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. John L. Sullivan was as good at drinking and fighting as Richard Nixon was at being a crook and liar. Each man significantly surpassed the existing standards in their respective fields. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.